0: Good morning, everyone. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? Amazing love, how can it be? that thou my god should die for me the songwriter calls him amazing love to him is the amazing love to me this morning is the amazing love but he is so much more He is so much more. He's the amazing love. He's the the healer, the father. When I say more, I don't mean that there's more than love. I mean, there are so many other roles that he plays as he dispenses love. And so, Father, I thank you this morning for that amazing love. I thank you this morning, Father, that you, my God, that you died for us. Thank you. Thank you, Father, that you died for us. God, thank you. And for this morning, Lord, as I share with your daughters and your son, Father, I pray that what they will hear is the call of the amazing love. They will hear the whisper of the amazing love. They will feel the touch of the amazing love. Their hearts will soften as Tashina says to the amazing love. And so Father, I just give you thanks. I praise you, Father, for your presence. I thank you that you have a way of lifting the weight, lifting the burden, lifting all the cares and the concerns. You have a way of entering into our space and lifting the weight by your amazing love. So amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, should die? Oh, me. That there's nothing greater than you shedding your life, giving your life, so that today we will experience your love and be free. So thank you, Father, and we bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen good morning again everyone and this morning the topic of my message is faith is the currency i'll be looking at first Kings 17. when first Kings 17 if you when when when, when i when, when i got that from it i said oh my god i think i've spoken on first Kings 17 at least three times before and three different messages The same scripture, the same text, the same persons. Yet the Lord have a way of showing different things in the same passage. And this morning I want to share with you that faith is the currency that brings about the miracles in our life. Without faith, no miracle. Without expending faith, nothing will happen. Without expending faith, no miracles. And the question I want to ask you this morning is, have you ever wished you had the the wealth of Abraham? Or did you wish that you could speak to God face to face and be called a friend of God like Moses? Do you want that burning bush experience that Moses had and where he had those plagues? Do you you want God to use it that way? Have you ever said, God, I wish you could use me the same way you use Moses? Have you ever wished that God could say that you are a man after his own heart, the way he spoke about David? What about Paul? Do you wish that you were the Jew of all Jews, like Paul? Do you wish that God had called you to be the instrument that he would use to save the Gentiles? Uh-oh. Did pastor fall off? Actually throws out. I think so. Yeah. I'm back. Okay. I'm back. Are you? Yes, seeing... you're back. Yes, you're Okay. Or could it be that fire falls? That, that the question I ask, could it be that you desire that at your word kings tremble? rain stopped, a jug of oil never run dry, dead boy raised to life, and fire falls from heaven and consumed Baal's prophet or prophets like Elijah. You and I are normally impressed with the achievements of others, right? We read these guys in the Bible and we say these are big boys or we call them the generals, the generals of the faith. And we say, oh my God, I wish I could do that. Or God could use me the way he used them. But have you ever stopped to think about what it would have cost them to be used in such an impressive way by God? Every person God uses in, in an impressive way or in ways that we consider impressive had to expend their faith upon him beyond their abilities. And I'll repeat, every human being that God uses in impressive way, impressive ways, had to expend, and expend mean to use or to spend their faith upon God beyond their abilities. So it was not normal for Elijah to say to the widow what he said. It was not normal for, for Elijah to say to Ahab, no rain or dew, it was not normal. For Abraham to hear God saying in a time when it was not known that Yahweh was God to leave his country and to go in obedience. It was not normal for Moses to see a, 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 a place, a fire burning, and drew near to, rea- to, to see what was happening. And when he realized it was not re- normal fire that he remained. It's not normal for men like David to run after God until. God says, you're a man after my own heart. So for you and I who want God to use us in these impressive ways, God is saying to you, I can use you, I desire to use you. But you have to expand your faith beyond your human and natural abilities. And so my first claim this morning Mother, I said to you before that the text I'll be looking at is 1 Kings 17. I won't be reading it word by word, but I would love for you, and I would encourage you to go home and read it. And what I want to just to pick up bits and pieces out of it and just go through it. And as I elaborate on what I sense the Lord has placed in my heart, I pray that you too will see it. And as you read the scripture, that there will be more revelation that comes to you. In First Kings, so my first claim or my first point is, if we are going to be used by God beyond our ability, we must expend our faith in God to lead us. So for God to use us the way that you want to be used, you have to go beyond, exercise your faith in a way that God is the one who is leading you and not yourself. In 1 Kings 17, verse 1, we see where it says, Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. So Elijah, prior to that, there was no mention of Elijah. All we saw were the chronicles of King, the different kings coming from 1st King 1 all the way to 1st King 16. There was no mention of Elijah. There was no family history. There was nothing about his age, how he grew up, how he got to know God, nothing. But out of nowhere, we see Elijah confronting Ahab. Ab was, 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 was worshipping Baal. He had turned his back on God and was worshipping Baal. Baal uh, was known as the sky god or the god of the weather. And so when, when, when Elijah said to them, no rain, Elijah was literally going against the god that they served. And so in quiet humility, Elijah declares, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve. And he, and he declares, Elijah saying, my God, who I serve, is not dead. he's alive, one. And he's saying, I not only have a live God, but I serve him. And then he said, there will be no dew or rain for the next few years until I give the word. And you and I may have wondered what confidence. You maybe we'd have known him, like the Lord was saying to me, um this morning he said you know if I was on earth and walking about people would talk about me people would not like me people would say all different things and if Elijah was in our midst and he and we were standing there and he would come to 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 our president or to our prime minister or to our king and he would say to them there will be no dew or rain for the next few years until I give the word we would have said, "You are such an." We would have said under our breath or to each other, "He's such an arrogant man. How boastful! How proud he is!" Wouldn't we, if we're honest? And but when you really know, having an idea of what is happening, you say, "What confidence! What confidence!" So because we know of the story our, our perception of what he did now looks different, we say, "What confidence!" Why was Elijah so confident? Elijah had expended his faith upon God of the God of Israel as the source of his strength. Elijah depended upon God as the source of his strength. And his confidence was based not on his word or his ability, And remember I said, for you to be used by God beyond your ability, which was what God was doing to to Elijah. Elijah was now being used beyond his ability. Elijah had no power to speak to the rain. He had no power to speak to the dew. But because God was the source of his strength, Elijah could now say, no dew, no rain, until I, Elijah, give the word. Who is the source of your strength this morning? When you speak, where does your confidence come from? Is it from your abilities? Because if God is to use you beyond your ability, it cannot be about your faith. It has to be faith in Him. Elijah knew God, and clearly Elijah was known by God. Elijah also knew who he was. He was the spokesman of God. He knew the power and authority of the God he serves and he knew that this power and authority is made available to him through intimacy with God. Elijah responded, relationship with God gave him the confidence to speak as God's spokesman. God led Elijah one step at a time and Elijah followed. And that is one of next step For God to use you and I beyond our ability, we have to be able to be led. Elijah expended faith in God and was used beyond his ability to pray and God responded. In James 5, verses 17 to 18, we are told by James that Elijah was a man with a nature like Tamar, like Eva, like Karen, like Anne, like Tashina, like Wade, like Anika, like Rifa. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. So we realize that God was not working with men who had supernatural abilities. He was working with men with ordinary abilities, but who had expended faith upon him and in him. With no rain, there will be no water, food shortage in all of Israel. And who do you think that that Elijah would have been wise to declare something on? in the a, in a, in a, in a place that he was living that would affect him. Would you have? Could God say to you this morning, pray that until your country, until your nation bow its knees and declare him as Lord, there will be no food and water. And you know deep down that with, with that prayer, with that declaration, you too, you are going to be out of food and water. But Elijah was not into preservation of self. Elijah wanted God's purpose to be fulfilled. What about you? Are you more interested in having your needs met? Or are you more interested in having God's purpose be fulfilled? My second point or my second claim this morning is, if we're going to be used by God beyond our ability, our abilities, we must expend our faith upon God as our source. Elijah's trust in God intertwined in his everyday life. So Elijah was not a Sunday Christian. He was not someone who goes to church only on a Sunday and he prays the most on a Sunday. You could see the way through which God was using Elijah, that Elijah had a daily, moment-by-moment relationship with God. Elijah desperately depended on God as his source for his daily needs. And we saw it. Elijah never had any job. He never had any income coming in. He went where God told him to go. And according to 1 Kings 17, 2-6, in a dry season, in a season of drought, God provided for Elijah through ravens and the brook. And then in verse 2, we see the Lord said, Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah in 1 Kings 17, verse 2. Leave here. Turn eastward and hide in the carriage the ravine, east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. Listen to the look look at how clear and specific the instructions were. Leave here, turn eastward, hide there, and near, there in the Jordan River, drink at that point. Not Along the the river bank. At that specific point, that's where I want you to drink. And I, God is saying to Elijah, I have instructed, I have commanded, I have directed some dirty birds to bring you meat and bread in the morning. And meat and bread in the evening. God was even specific at the time Elijah was to eat. He did not say, I'll send some food along your way. Whatever time it reaches, that's the time I want you to eat. He says, no, I will send a raven specifically with meat and bread in the morning, meat and bread in the evening, and you will not have any Coca-Cola. You will drink water from the brook at that specific point. The ravens were commanded to feed Elijah at a specific place, at a specific time. So even the ravens had to locate Elijah at the point that Elijah should be and nowhere else. Elijah had to be exactly where God wanted wanted him to be to receive God's provision. Are you where God wants you to be to receive the provision that he has for you? The truth is sometimes God asks us to be or take us through, through a point or through a moment. And what we are going through, we, we 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 ever so often jump out, jump off, remove ourselves, change position, shift. Because we are saying, God, this cannot be you. I cannot be here right now. God is saying, okay, I want you in this situation right now where you cannot do anything. You cannot move. You cannot Unless, my word, but you and I, you know we are. We say, let us help God out. Let us get a job. I'm guilty of that, ever so often, looking for a job to help God out. But God is saying to you and I this morning, the place we are intended to provide for you, it's a specific place. It's a specific time and nowhere else. As the source, God is saying to you and I this morning, I can even use dirty birds. In Jamaica, we call them junk crows, right? I can even use a junk crow. And, in, and, and I found it strange because junk crow is known to only carry, use dead meat, dead thing that seems to be rotting. And God is using a, dead, a dirty bird to come and carry the meat that Elijah needs and the bread that Elijah needs. Elijah had to trust and obey God's instruction to receive his daily provision. And each time he trusted God, he expended faith in God by using faith in God at this currency. It was no other currency he had. He had no other, nothing else to barter with or to spend. Faith was all Elijah had. What do you have? You may have a savings. You may have a job. Elijah only had faith. In verse 7, it says, Sometime later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Without no rainfall, water supply had stopped flowing. Imagine how Elijah must have felt. He must have, what if he would have said, Oh my god, that's the very prayer I pray. Why did I pray it? Because now it's affecting me. In the brook, God was leading Elijah one step at a time. Imagine Elijah sitting there and initially sawing that water flowing heavily, gushing. And maybe where God had him was because the water flow there would not have been so heavy and he never wanted him to be where he had to be fighting and falling over to get water. But no, he would have watched that brook trickling, trickling down to nothing until it was dried. Imagine two days before it dried up, he would have been watching it and trusting God that tomorrow morning, God, I'll have some water. The brook dried, but Elijah's faith in God did not dry up. Because Elijah knew that God was the source of the brook. The brook wasn't the source god was the source of the brook the brook wasn't elijah's source what or who do you see as a source of your provision today is it your job is it your health and your ability to gain wealth is it the family member that you may have who help you week after week month after month, or is it a husband Could your brook be drying, trickling because God is leading you to expend faith upon him as your source and not on the brooks that you are accustomed to having, the brooks around you? Many of us depend on our jobs, as I said before, when in fact the only brook that provides for us is the source of our brook. God himself. God will allow our brooks to dry up to teach us that he is the source of our brooks. Every time your brook is dry, God is teaching you to use faith in him as your currency. Every time your brook is dry, God is teaching you and leading you to use faith in him as your currency. Do not trust in the brook, trust in God, the source of the brook. Can you expend your faith upon God to provide for you in uncommon ways? Because that's exactly what God did for Elijah. To provide for Elijah through a brook and ravens were uncommon ways that God was making Elijah provided for Elijah. Elijah did not pray for the drought to end, as you and I may have prayed. God, when? God, God. And we pass and we pray, God, bring this season in our life to an end. And we command Satan to release our finances. And we command Satan to release our health. And we speak and we curse Satan in the name of Jesus. And we rebuke him, the devourer who comes to steal and to kill and to, to rob us of all that God has for us. There's no mention of Elijah doing that. He did not pray for the drought to end. He did not even pray for his own survival as we no mention of that. Instead, he trusted God to fulfill his purpose and to provide for him. My third claim this morning is if we are going to be used by God beyond our ability, we must expend our faith upon God for others. In verses 8 to 12, after the brook dried up, we see God moving Elijah from the, from, from, the, from, the, from the brook and he's taking him to another region. And he says to him, go at once, in verse 8, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there because I have instructed widow to supply you with food. God was not talking about any and every widow. He was speaking about a specific widow that he had instructed to feed Elijah. And that woman would provide Elijah with food as long as God wanted her to. As long as Elijah was going to be in Zarephath in the region of Sidon, God instructed the widow to feed him luke 4 24 to 26 says and jesus said verily i say unto you no prophet is accepted in his own country but i tell you the truth many widows were in israel in the days of elijah when the heavens were shut up for three years and six months when a great famine was throughout all the land But God was not, but Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a specific, I inserted the word specific, but to a specific widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. Could it be that your situation, in your situation, you are the specific person God is bringing through your situation for a purpose? The scripture said there were many widows. Many widows in Israel, but God sent Elijah to a specific widow. God used uncommon ways to provide for Elijah. He used a raven, he used a brook. And look what God was go, now going to use. A desperately poor widow. Widows then were very poor, not like now, where widows may have things left for them because as a widow, then her husband may, she may have taken out a loan or her husband may have taken out a loan to provide for himself. He may have been ill or to provide for his family. And now that he's dead, all hope of paying off those debts or paying bills would have been dashed. The move from the brook to Zarephath was not about Elijah's provision alone. What you are going through may not be about you alone. Your situation may not be only for you. God was leading Elijah to expend his faith, not for himself, but for someone else. Because Elijah already recognized that God can provide for me. But God needed Elijah to know that I can provide for someone else when you expend your faith, when you trust me. The passage tells us that when Elijah arrived in Zarephath, he met a widow gathering sticks to cook her last meal for her son and herself. She said, all all that I have, when Elijah said to her, make me a bread. She said, all that I have is a handful of flour in a jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom. She made sure she didn't stay in a jug. She said, in a bottom of the jug, she placed emphasis on how small the oil was and how small the the, the flour was. She said, a handful, if you cup your hand for a handful, how much persons can be fed from a handful of flour? And even though Elijah heard that, Elijah still asked her for bread. Imagine if it was you and me, what would you have said? You'd have said, "In What are we in bright and feisty? We must give him a one little handful of flour and a little oil to eat for me and my son. And he's telling me I must make him a bread first and whatever is left, I should then share between my son and myself. But now looking on through different eyes, having read and known about the impressive Elijah, we say, oh, what confidence he has in God. When Elijah asked her for water and for bread, she knew that what she had was not enough for her family, even much more for Elijah or for anyone else. Remember, God could have kept Elijah at the brook. And he could have had the water supply continually running at the brook. There was no, no shortage of ravens to deliver the bird, the food for Elijah, the meat and the bread. But God was saying to Elijah, you are accustomed to drinking water at the brook and being fed by the ravens. I am going to move you into a new position. Where you are no longer thinking about only just eating and drinking and being fed and fat. But I'm sending you now to look and to pray and to believe God for someone else. Elijah had to expend his faith for his provision and for someone else. God had a specific widow that he wanted to bless are you that person are you going through hardship because god is calling someone to expand their faith so that you can be blessed or are you god moving you from where you are so that he can use you to expand your faith so that someone else can be blessed In verses 13 to 14, Elijah expanded his faith and he spoke on behalf of God to the widow. And he said to her, don't be afraid. That was Elijah now with his brightness. Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you have have said, but make me my bread first. Then use what is left over to prepare a meal. How much can be left over from a handful? Imagine I come to you and I say to you, give me your salary. Because we, 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 we laugh at this because we, we think of a little bread. Because none of us may be at the place where all we have is a little bread in our hand. But imagine I, I come and I say to you, God says to, to you, give me your house. Give me your car. Give me your, your salary. Your month's salary. Or give me all your savings. It was a similar concept. Elijah was asking her for, what Elijah was asking her for as if he was saying to her, give me all that you have. Because she was thinking of eating the handful of flour into a, made into a bread for her son and herself and dying. No no, no hope. So imagine someone coming to you and saying to you, Karen, give me your house. Give me your car. And give me your month's pay. Anika, give me all the saving that you have. Saving for your children school. Going to, to go after school. What would you have said? What Elijah. Elijah knew his God. And he was being tested and being led to see. Can you trust your God? Not only to provide for you but for someone else. The scripture tells us, as Elijah said to her, he said, for this is what the Lord said. The the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. Do you realize every time Elijah speaks, he speaks with this level of confidence and he says, until, until I say so, or until the Lord sends rain. And Elijah knew he was going to be the one who spoke for it, let there be rain. As I was preparing, I heard God say to me, to say to you this morning, and I don't know who it is specific, who he is singling out this morning. And he says to say, it was such an impression on me that I felt so nervous. I felt my entire body responded to what I sensed God was saying. He said, your jar of flour will not be used up. He said, you are trusting him. And he said, your jug of oil will never run dry. No matter what it seems like, no matter what is happening, and no matter what it looks like in your life, he says your jar of flour will not be used up. And your jug of oil will not run dry. Because he's going to send rain. All he's saying to you, trust me. Put your faith in me. Expand your faith on me. Elijah was able to trust God for his personal needs. And now Elijah had developed to the stage where he could trust God for a widow and her son's provision. Are you only at the place where you can trust God for your own needs? Or are you even at the place where you can trust that God is going to provide for your needs? In verses 15 to 16, we see, where she went away and she did the widow, did exactly as Elijah told her to do. And the next verse says, and so there was food every day. Do you realize that? With her being, food was there every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. You notice it, is, it changed. Look, it, initially the scripture said it was about the woman and her son. No. In verse 15, it was no longer about she feeding herself and her son, but her feeding Elijah and her family. Her family could be her sister, her brother, her cousin, her nephew, her niece. We don't know. But it was no longer about God had now provided more than she needed, more than her son needed. God had provided for Elijah, for the woman, and her family which no doubt was no longer the nuclear, but the extended family. God had promised and God had delivered. But the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. I can only imagine that every time she goes to that jar and she takes out a scoop. Or she takes out three scoops, the jar, that should have been empty, still had flour. The oil, when she poured the oil, that even no matter how much she poured, there was still oil. God will not dry up your brook to move you from place to place or from situation to situation unless he has a plan and a purpose to use you beyond your abilities. God will dry up your brook and he will move you from place to place and from situation to situation so that you can look beyond your needs and yourself to trust him for others. He will lead you to share what you have with others even though what you have In your eyes, do not seem as if it is enough. By putting his trust upon God to provide for others, Elijah experienced miracles upon miracles. And his first miracle beyond his own provision was to see a jar never empty, a jug never dry, and so my fourth point or my fourth claim this morning is, if we are going to be used by God beyond our ability, we must expend our faith upon God for the miraculous without an audience. In verses 17 to 21, the widow, widow's son fell ill and the scripture said, and after a while he died. The widow sent for Elijah And Elijah, who was staying in the upper room at the time, he took the boy and he laid him out on his bed. Without an audience, notice there was no crowd. He took him away and took him to his room. And Elijah prayed and he stretched himself over the boy for three times and he cried out to the Lord. Elijah was now expending faith upon God, not for his provision. Not for the widow's provision. Not for the provision of the boy. But for the Lord God to to miraculously heal and bring this boy back to life. And as Elijah prayed and he cried out to the Lord and he stretched himself out over the boy. The scripture says the boy came back to life. The boy came back to life. The Lord heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life, verse 22, the boy's life returned to him and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and he carried him down from the room into the house. He gave him to his mother and said, look, your son is alive. Elijah did this in a secret place. Elijah saw God work the miraculous in the secret place where there was no audience there. His mother wasn't there. No, nobody was there to see what Elijah was doing. Because Elijah knew if I can get God to work in the secret place. Oh God, if I can get God to work in the secret place, I can get him to work when it matters. In the place of the audience when everybody is looking. Elijah knew that it was so important to develop a relationship with God in the secret place. Many times you and I, when we pray, we want God, we, we want God to work in the crowd. We want to see God show up, and we say, God, show up and show off. When in fact, the truth is, we are saying, God, you show up so that we can show off. Elijah knew the secret. God can work in the, the, in, in the miraculous, in the secret place. Because if, if Elijah did not know the God of the miracles in the secret place, in 1 Kings 18, verse 16 and onwards, when Elijah stood on Mount Carmel with, a, with, the, with, the, with the prophets of Baal, and he, and he stands in the multitude of people, and he had a great deal at stake. Elijah was able to say, he was able to call down the fire from his God. Elijah knew that from because my God worked in a secret place, my God can work on Mount Carmel. And so Elijah, before the prophets of Baal, called out to his God with everyone watching. He knew that it's, it's God, the source. He knew that it's God, the one in whom he can expend faith. He knew that it's God, the one that he could take up and he could cry out to in the secret place. Oh my God, I would hear him and answer when his life was at stake. When, he, when, when his relationship with God was at stake, when he was calling out to the God and he was saying, my God is the God who answers by fire, was at stake. Could it be that God is saying to you, come and meet me in the secret place without the audience? Could it be that God is saying, come and know me? without the audience in the secret place where you can know my heart, where you can know what I can do, where you can trust me more because a day is gonna come when a lot will be at stake. And if you don't know me in the secret place, you cannot confidently cry out to me to be the God of fire. Some of the opportunities that God is presenting before you are designed. Designed on purpose. They are designed for you to expand your faith beyond the scenes when no one is looking. Because the truth is, any one of us can be the greatest Christian on a Sunday morning. We can sing like a bird on a Sunday morning. We can worship with everything in us on a Sunday morning. But what is our relationship with God like in that secret place when no one is looking away? from the crowd. Elijah's faith went through many stages. And in each stage, his faith was developing. He was expending more and more faith in his God and upon his God. So when the scripture said, roll your care upon God, it's as if Elijah was rolling his faith upon God. He, he just put it and said, you know, that's my God. God was developing Elijah step by step. And each stage and each step, God was leading Elijah for more more faith. You know, we say, Lord, give us more faith. Give us more faith. But when he sends the hardship, we cry out, Lord, deliver me. God, when the hardships come for us to trust him more, we say, Satan, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus when the situations come for us our faith to be de- 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 developed we cry and sometimes the truth is we lose faith in god instead of expending faith in him we said how could a god who says he loves how could god say that he loves me yet he brings me through this i wanted today to look at the impressive life of elijah bring, called on fire, caught up in a chariot of fire, never died. Turned upon the transfiguration with Jesus and Moses. What an impressive life. Wouldn't, wouldn't you want the moment when you go, God, take you home. He has you turning up different places and, and people seeing you because he say, I am pleased with you. This is my servant who walked like Enoch and until she was no more. The truth is, the impressive life of the men and women who have gone before us, and even those that we look on and we say, "Wow, I wish I was like them. The truth is, God brought them through situations to develop their faith in him. A successful walk with God necess- necess- necessitates a life of living by faith. You cannot successfully walk with God unless you live a life by faith. Your life is intertwined. Your life, daily life, is one of faith. And the truth is many of us want to have everything that we want to have without having to use faith. We want a bank account full of money. You want the house on the hill, you want the island of your own, you want the jet, you want the, and you can fill in all your blanks, you want the perfect husband, you can fill in all the blanks of what you may want. But God is saying to you this morning, the impressive life or lives of those you see, only happened because somebody chose to trust him somebody chose to trust him in the times when it was not common someone chose to expend their faith in him someone chose to say god is, is you are leading me you are leading me beside the shadow of death, beside the, beside the still waters. You are leading me. And all I'm seeing, God, is death. Because I do not have what I desire to have. I do not have what I think I should have had at this stage of my life. And God is saying to you this morning, unless you expend your faith as he leads us, we will not have the impressive life that we desire. Maybe when you get to heaven and you sit down and you speak to Abraham and you speak to Elijah and Moses and all of those, what we call those big boys. Maybe their life story, for, they would never see themselves as impressive. They would find themselves, they would say, I am unworthy to even bear the suffering I did because God did more for me. And so this morning, my question comes back to, do you desire, do you wish that you had the wealth of Abraham, that God spoke to you face to face like Moses, that God called you to be an instrument to the Gentiles as Paul, That like David, God says, you're a man after my own heart. Or like Elijah, God says, I have given you the word to speak. No rain, no dew. Dead boy raised. Fire come down. Are you still as impressed with their lives as you may, maybe you were? Because God is saying to you and he's saying to me, your situation is designed. Your situations were designed. Because it may be a situation or many situations. They are all designed for you to develop your faith and to spend it. To spend it enough. You know, to spend your faith on God. To expend it. To use it on God. We say, God, give us more faith. God, we don't need more faith. We need situations to. To exercise the faith. And so, Father, I thank you for your word to me. Your word to me this morning. Is that every stage of my life is one designed to develop my faith in you? Lord, in some situations, you you are building my character. You're building my character because, Lord, you have been saying to me, I can use someone with character and no gifts, but I have no place for someone with gifts without character. And so, Lord, you will bring me through situations over and over and over to develop my character so that like you, God, I'll be humble, I'll be loving, I'll be kind. Like you, Father. I'll be gentle like you, God, I'll be passionate like you, God, I'll be compassionate like you, God, I'll have no lie in me like you, God. And Colossians 3 gives us a list of the sins that we think patterns that we continue to do over and over. And Lord, you are saying to me this morning, as you're saying to your people, I have brought situations in your life and I will continue to bring situations in your life to cause you to trust me and to depend on me and to know that I am your source. Father, I thank you. I thank you as I sit here and I thank you for the situations, God. Though when I'm going through them, God, I may not see the greater or the bigger picture at the moment, but thank you, Father, that if I continue to remind myself and if I continue to be reminded by my sisters and brothers in the middle of my storm, God, that all you're doing is developing me for your purpose. God, I will see my situation through different lens. The Father be glorified. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and so this morning i'm mindful that it is also communion morning and let us come to the source the one who gives us the ability to expend our faith to use our faith in him the one who constantly says i'll never is tashina with us no never alone he promises tashina never to leave me never to leave you never to leave you tashina alone no never alone no never alone he promises wade green never to leave you never to leave you alone. As a Tashina, I'm going to, I'm going to start this song but if you hear me cracking and I can't hold a note, you just catch it for me. No, never alone, no, never alone. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone no never alone no never alone he promised never to leave me never to leave me alone and i want you to remember that my sisters and brother that in the midst of your situation in the midst of your 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 water being dried up in the midst of you been moved and sent to another region, to another place, to another station of your life? God is saying to you, I will never leave you alone. I have commanded the ravens to feed you. Now I have directed the widow to feed you. So don't worry about what you may eat or what you may drink. Solomon in all his splendor was not dressed like the, these lilies. So do not worry. I will not leave you alone. Do not worry. The situations may seem overwhelming, and you may seem as they may seem as if there's no end in sight. But God says, I work for you in uncommon ways. Not the ways that everybody else gets it but I provide for you in uncommon ways. After this morning, I want you to take your emblems out, your biscuit, your bread, your your wine, your grape juice. And we are going to look to the source this morning. We're going to cast our eyes this morning. Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, you will keep in perfect peace. The man and the woman, the boy and the girl, who keeps their eyes steadfast, fixed on him. Because our eyes are fixed on him, because we're saying to him, God, we trust you. Because I trust you, Lord, I'm not going to watch the brook drying up. Because I trust you, Lord, I'm not going to even look at the means through which you're providing my meat and my bread. Because I trust you, Lord, I I can leave from one place to the next. Because I trust the Lord, I can also trust you for others. Because I trust the Lord, I can go away from the crowd and I can trust you to do the miraculous. Because I trust you God, I know I will not beg for bread. And so this morning, we just pray over our emblems and over our, what we our bread. And we believe this morning that the same God of Elijah is our God. Elijah said, I know my God who lives and the God who I serve, can you this morning say, I know that my God lives and the same God I serve. I know he will provide for me, he will meet my needs. He will pay my bills. He will heal me where I need to be healed. He will remove the depression and the struggle and cause me to see that in the midst of my trial, I do not need to be stressed. I just drink water till he says, till he broke dry. And then he says, next. As a father, I bless these emblems, God, that we have offering to you that represent the broken body and the blood of Jesus. Your word says, Father, as often as we can do this, we are to do it in remembrance of what you did for us. Jesus, because you shed your blood, because you gave your life, we can sit here this evening and we can speak of the goodness of our God. Because of what you have done, Father, we can look back at what you have done and we can appropriate the work that you did then over our lives now and in the future of our lives. Lord I can believe for my sisters today and they can believe for me because of what you have done. Lord I can believe that my God is still awesome and he can move mountains and he can hide me in the valley and he can walk me through the storms. I can believe about that God today because of what you have done over 2000 years ago. And Father, today by faith, we trust you. Today we believe you, God, and we believe that as we eat of the bread that represent the body of Christ, we believe that healing comes to our minds, to our bodies. To our souls to our emotions to our intellect god that healing will come in our finances healing will come because we will trust the god who is able to come by fire when elijah called him and so father we bless these emblems god and we eat of them and we drink of them today. And we, 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 we do so in remembrance of what you have done until you return. So we give you thanks and we bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen. And so I want you to take off your bread or your cracker or your biscuit, whatever emblem you have, and let us eat together in remembrance of what God has done for us. And what he has done through many before us, and that he will do, continue to do for us. And as we eat of the emblem that represents God's body, the broken body of Jesus, we are all full mindful of the blood, the blood of Jesus that washes us white as snow. The blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. The blood of Jesus that gives us the ability to be forgiven. Oh, that gives us that access to the Father and makes us whole, makes us holy and righteous before God. In and of ourselves, we cannot. Just like um, Elijah. Elijah, in and of himself, could not. But because we trust In the blood of Jesus, today we can drink and be healed of all infirmities in Jesus' name. Let us drink.